It's Mark Reardon for C-Speak, the language of executives, sponsored by PNC Bank. I'm here today with Michael Scully, regional president of PNC Bank, and Bill Stone, global chief investment strategist with PNC Asset Management Group. Bill, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Let's start with this question. What is the impact of this horrible hurricane season on our U.S. economy, and is there any expected impact on the financial markets. So I think the key to think about when you when we're looking at the hurricanes is a, there's a couple points. So one is and you really probably most people would think of this hurricanes don't create any wealth. So even though you have to rebuild things there has to be new cars bought, all those kind of things, it's not a net producer of wealth. So I say that because what you're likely to see and what we've already started to see is first we'll see economic data be worse than expected. So we've seen some housing numbers. And if you look through the housing numbers, you see that the weakness is really in the South. You know, So that's really where it shows up from the hurricanes. Interestingly enough, we just got the data for auto sales. Auto sales were way better than expected. And that was driven by the replacement of a lot of cars already from the hurricane. So what you really come down to is you probably see economic data or economic growth shifting out, you may actually see economic growth a bit higher than you would have otherwise expected because you have to rebuild those homes, uh, you have to buy those cars, etc. So that's part of it. The second part is it makes it a lot harder to actually interpret the data. So later this week, we get unemployment data, the different payrolls, employment numbers. To be honest, from the financial market standpoint, we'll generally ignore a lot of it because we just know that it's going to be impacted by the hurricane. You have to expect that that's going to bounce back. And I think what will make that easier for people is that we've already seen those auto sales just skyrocket. So, Bill, we now have a tax reform framework on the table. Uh, What are the actual odds of getting something done, and what are you watching to monitor the progress? We still believe that it's better than 50% chance of seeing tax reform. I'm going to call it tax cuts, to be honest. I I don't think we're going to turn out to have something that I would raise, and again, it's a judgment call, uh, to the level of calling it tax reform, but at least cuts. And, And really what you have to watch is the 2018 budget talks. So if they can manage to pass a 2018 budget, that will make me raise my odds even higher that we actually see something come through. You might say, well, why is that? Well, it's really just because they get to use reconciliation then. Again, that's the, a fancy uh, political word for I get to use a simple majority instead of needing 60 votes. <laughs> that's really what it comes down to, because if they need 60 votes, then I'm going to have to take my odds down to, let's call it close to zero. Uh, and I think that's where you really have to, to pay attention. That's why I think you'll see a lot in the press, because I, I always thought when I've learned about these things, is who cares about the budget, you know, honestly, but why you care is really on the tax reform side of things. I think one thing for us that we think is very important uh, is that you're likely to see in almost any one of these packages that would pass is really a repatriation bill. In other words, the ability to bring foreign cash for our U.S. corporations back home at a lower tax rate. We think that's a really interesting side of it. We're actually doing some things on the investment side for that. If we do get a tax cut, what will, in theory, the overall effect on the economy be? Well, in theory, it should help. So uh, I'll break it up into two pieces. So, And it's always hard without any real details. I think this what's been put out there in terms of the framework didn't even talk about what levels, you know, let's talk about the personal side that the cuts would be in. But I think the theory is that that should help boost some sort of economic growth. On the corporate side, you would hope anyway that, you know, higher profits, because that's essentially what's going to end up happening because you're going to have less taxes. So the end profits are going to be better. 
that may make companies and reinvest more or whether they give that money back to shareholders and the shareholders can do what they want with it, whether it's spend it, et cetera. Uh, hopefully, all that would help boost growth. So what should investors look for, Bill, when it comes to potential tax reform? You know, I think when for me on the investment side, I am paying more attention to the corporate tax reform side because it's one of the places where I'd say we have a real upside possibility to corporate earnings. And when you think about stocks over the long run, uh, stocks go up with earnings because as a shareholder, you own part of that earnings stream. So it makes sense. Stocks are worth more if taxes are lower. In fact, I'm in good company because Warren Buffett was on TV yesterday and said the exact same thing. So I feel better about my comments uh, today. I think that's one of the places to really watch things. So give us an update on the Federal Reserve. What is going on with rates, leadership, and in the balance sheet? The markets right now expect another hike in the short-term interest rates uh, in December to move it to that one and a quarter to one and a half percent. I think that's now, especially with some of the recent speeches out of the Federal Reserve members, I think the markets have something around eighty uh, percent chance priced in. So I think that's there. The other interesting part that people don't talk about a lot because I think it's probably a little confusing is that we're uh, we've announced that starting at the beginning of this month in October, the Fed was going to start reducing their balance sheet. Well, what does that mean? Well, during the financial crisis, the Federal Reserve started buying securities. They bought U.S. Treasury bonds, uh, mortgage-backed bonds, agency bonds, but they bought all these bonds. What they're going to do is slowly allow those to mature over time. What does that mean for you? Well, they have a long, convoluted you know, rules around how quickly they'll let it come off, but I'll summarize to say uh, we don't think it has a very big impact on things. All the things being equal, we'd expect interest rates or yields on bonds to move up a bit based on that, but we don't expect any sort of major disruption out of them. The president talks about the economy in terms of trying to get back to 4% growth. Is that realistic? Probably not. I think it, it four is uh, is probably a bridge too far. You know, we'd be lucky to hit four in any given quarter. I think you'd say mid twos to three would be optimistic, but possibly doable. I think four is, like I said, it would be a tough one to make. For our entire interview with Bill Stone and more C-Speak content, go to KMOX.com slash news. C-Speak, sponsored by PNC Bank.